Deep within your being, under layers of conditioning and thought patterns, lies the truth of who you came here to be. This is Return to Radiance. I'm your host, Danielle Lagrange, and in these episodes, we will be deep diving into the new paradigm of leadership, energetics, healing, business, and more, as well as holding potent conversations around connecting deeply to your personal power and owning your truth. While I'm confident the discussions on this podcast have the power to change your life, these episodes are for information only and are in no way a substitute for individual medical, legal, or mental health advice. Okay, so we are back here with live number two for our Priestess Pathway launch. Um, For those of you who don't know, Sam and I are going to be going weekly for the next couple of weeks, going live weekly for the next couple of weeks um, (laughs) to just kind of talk about all things Priestess Pathway. Um, Just some of the overarching themes and topics and just letting you get to know us a little bit better. So if you are dropping in live, please say hello. If you're on the replay, um, also say hello. (laughs) We love to um, interact and see who's here and what's going on. Um, And so today's topic that we were kind of talking about that came up this morning was all centered around radiance. So my cheeky caption for the video, it's not, it's not rocket science, it's radiance, um, (laughs) is really just referring to magnetism. And so whether you are an entrepreneur or not, you know, there's certain people who, when they walk into a room, their presence is felt. And when they show up online, their presence is felt. And this isn't something that is manufactured through being like curated or showing up a certain way or having the good branding photos or being a really good writer or anything like that. What this really stems from is an energetic frequency that you're holding that people pick up on and people see, oh my gosh, my hoodie is a mess today. Can we just like take a second? (laughs) I was like choking the so, string. <laughs> yeah, strings everywhere. I think we're good now. <laughs> and so when we talk about magnetism in the industry, there's so much, and even out of the industry, but I, I work with entrepreneurs, so I'm going to speak to my people. Um, when we talk about magnetism, it's all about like, what are your visuals? What is your message? What do you help people with? Blah, blah, blah. And these things can actually pull you out of your magnetism if you're not already embodying it. And when you are embodying it, what I've found to be true is that you actually don't need these frameworks for how to brand and how to market and how to message and all the things because you're actually just channeling your own essence through. And that is more magnetic than any formula that you can follow to market your business. Like, yes, there are some bones, there are some strategies that can be kind of implemented to like prop up what you're doing online um, or just in your life in general. But really what it comes down to is the more you can channel your essence through and let people feel you, the more impact you're going to have, the more you're actually going to move people when you show up and you speak and you're 
in your authenticity and all the things. Um, so this topic is actually something that Sam and I, she literally approached me with this topic. She was like, I did a live on Radiance a while back and she's like, oh my God, I just recorded reels on Radiance too. We should work together. And that was really like the foundation of what birthed this program was like, oh my gosh, like we're both talking about the same thing. And like, of course we are, um, but in our own unique ways, um, just as it, as it relates to everything. So, I mean, I'm going to open it up. I just did like a super long rambly introduction. So I'm going to open it up to Sam to see like sort of where she's noticed this coming up. Um, but yeah, it feels like a really important conversation to have because when you're in your radiance, you are so freaking magnetic that everything else starts to shift. Everything else starts to fall into place. So yeah, I'm going to stop talking. Sam, <laughs> tell me what's up with radiance on your end. Um, and where yeah, you see it like well, woven in. I mean, you put it perfectly and beautifully. Um, it's, you know, it's all about the energetics and it's all about being yourself and owning all the different parts of yourself and not suppressing any of those parts and not hiding any of those parts and not pushing any of those parts down because somebody told you, you can't be that person. Um, it's really loving all of those parts of yourself and learning ways to embody all of those parts in your of yourself in like a beautiful way and like owning that energy and it's you know exactly what you said the energetics it's um it's through the energetics of being you and just you know being that is creating that radiance which then is magnetizing and pulling things towards you which can be so many different things. It can be, you know, clients. If you're, you know, in, you know, a business and you're a coach and you're wanting to get more clients, it can be in other, you know, areas of business. It can be in life in general. It could be with money. It could be with wanting a new aligned relationship. It goes for all things in life. And it's really about just being authentically you and like knowing how to reach that part of yourself because when life takes over we like forget those parts of ourselves like especially like we can talk about this especially with like being moms mm -hmm. um when you know i know personally for me like being married and having kids and then going through a divorce and like all of life's shit like my radiance level just went from like being up here when I was like, Hey, like just in like this beautiful energy of like really being like super confident and like loving my life. And not that I don't love my life with my kids because I do, but it's just when life happens and we're not, we don't have the capacity to hold it and we don't know how to hold all of it, especially being a mom. Um, we just kind of dip and then when we dip we don't know how to kind of bring ourselves back up um to feel alive again to feel that you know radiance and that magnetism again um and to feel like that zest for life and that passion and that um 
yeah, all of those things. It's, it's like, you know, you become a mom and, or business owner even, and it's all kind of like becomes like super stressful and like chaotic and you forget, like you forget who you were before any of this stuff. And it's like trying to find like pieces of that. And you're like, Oh, I remember something about that girl, you know, but like, I can't be that girl anymore because I'm a mom now, or I can't do that because it's not like appropriate, um, you know, according to society and like all the things and you just, yeah, it, it, everything gets like so buried deep, 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 deep. And then it's like trying to like pick all those like little pieces out to kind of like rebuild yourself. And but it's, it's really like, it's about the pathway. It's the pathway, you know, back home to yourself, to your wholeness, to your authenticity, to really being all of you. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It is. And there's kind of two things that come through, like, as I'm hearing you like talk about that, and the one thread is like a loss of identity. It's like when we get stuck in the mundane, there's this loss of identity that happens. And motherhood is like a prime example of this because we're so conditioned and taught that we have to sacrifice everything for our kids that, no, you're a mom now. You got to do this. Oftentimes we're doing it on our own in some capacity. I mean, even with a supportive partner, it's really easy when you have kids to start to feel really alone. And so you start to lose yourself, lose your connection sometimes with your spouse, um, lose, you know, your freedom to go out with friends whenever you want. Now you've got, you know, a baby or you have to worry about childcare or even as the kids get older, it's like, no, got to stay home and make sure that the kids aren't like <laughs> sneaking out and getting into trouble. And like it, you, so there's a loss of freedom. And with that, there's a loss of identity. There's a disconnection from the way that things were and it's tangible and it's, it's kind of inevitable in a sense, like your life does change as you go through these transitions in life. You can say the same thing about like having, having your business or getting the career. It's like you sacrifice so much to like fit in that box that is like pre-prescribed of like, this is what it looks like to be a successful career woman. You don't take time off anymore. You don't vacation anymore. You have to be devoted to the corporate, to the bottom line, to all these things. You have to answer to someone else. Same within your business. Like you start off with this beautiful passion on your heart and then you get into, okay, I actually have to make this work. I actually have to make money. So how do I do that? And then you lose yourself in that piece. So what was so radiant when you started your business and had the vision, it's like all of a sudden you're losing yourself in the, how do I do it? Mm -hmm. And so that's one piece is like this loss of identity. And the other piece is this, this kind of loss of the feminine. Like really what it is, is we're losing touch with our feminine essence. And it's starting to, instead of being, you know, playful and flowy and kind of all over the place and free and supported and all these things. It's like, now we have these responsibilities. We have to take care of the house. We have to take care of the kids. We have to, you know, do whatever. And like, I mean, if you have kids, anyone who has kids knows that like your workload in your house 
shoots through the roof. It's not double or even triple. It's like exponential how much more laundry and dishes and like all the mundane crap that requires us to step into our masculine. It requires us to step into the structure, do the things, tick the things off the to-do list. And then what happens is we, we start to compartmentalize all of our life like this. Like because society is based on this overly masculine structure, now our self-care goes on the checklist. Our pleasure goes on the checklist. Yeah. You know, it, it becomes so masculine that we just disconnect completely from the feminine. And when those energies come out of balance, I mean, for a lot of people watching, I'm sure this will be like a little bit of review, but like we, we lose that because it really is the flow and the creativity and the excitement and the play and all of these things in their natural essence, not on a to-do list, like in their natural essence that allows you to be magnetic, that allows you to truly fill your cup, not burn yourself out because your to-do list says that you need to take care of yourself. So you're going to burn yourself out doing self-care. Like it's just, it all gets like thrown out of whack. And those are the two threads that we kind of follow when we start to lose ourselves and abandon like what it really means to live a deeply fulfilling life and you can love your life and you can love your kids and you can love all of that but it's the fulfillment piece that lit up feeling in your gut that heart cracked wide open feeling that we lose touch with that yes we still love but we're not fulfilled and those are like very distinct things that kind of amplify one another. The more you step into fulfillment, the deeper your love is for life, the more lustful your love is for life. It's like untamed as opposed to, yeah, I love my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you step in, when you step back into that essence, you start to flirt with life again and life becomes like you said, like sacred and beautiful and fun and joyful and happy and sexy, like all the things. Um, yeah, it's, we, we really, we really, most, most women really don't know how like to do that anymore because they've lost it. You know, they lost. And I personally can say like, <laughs> I, I've been down that road myself and this is like why I do what I do now because I've walked the path. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely resonate with all of that. And so in your expert opinion, since this is your jam, <laughs> how do we start to reconnect to that like what is one thing that like or a handful of things that people can just take and start to implement to start to like notice because I want to like preface this by saying like this isn't a shift in your physical three-dimensional life um for anyone who's listening is like I want that it's not a shift in your life you are not a victim to your circumstances it is very much about how do I anchor into pleasure in my current circumstances? And so I'm going to let Sam kind of give a couple of tips on just like how to start to connect to that. Obviously we go like way deeper, like off 
the deep end into the middle of the ocean in um <laughs> in the priestess pathway which is linked in in the description wherever that is um but yeah i would love to just like give you guys a couple of things that you can start to do to like really start to like tap in and anchor that into your existence now yeah so like i always i, I always talk about like body-based connection and somatics and embodiment because it's so important and that's really what helped me along this path and really tap back into my own feminine essence when I was in that masculine hustle and that just go, go, go. And I felt like I lost myself and I was just like in that robotic mode and like couldn't feel shit and was like numb to life and numb to the world and numb to my partners and just like even numb to my kids at, at you know, at certain points, just because I was just doing the things and I was checking things off a box every day off of a to-do to list um so some small things that you guys can try um i would say the first thing is just slow down um and i've talked about this before on my page um and it's just slow down with everything that you do like we rush through life and it's like this chaotic like rushed like you know, robot, like going through the motions um, mode and we get like trapped in that. And it's like a toxic, like hamster wheel. It's like, we don't know then how to slow down. And it becomes actually difficult for us to slow down. I know when I first started like doing this practice, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I don't know how to slow down. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't know. And I felt like, like jittery in my body, like, okay. Like, and then I found myself like trying to like, you know, do other things when I'm like, no, just take a few deep breaths and like enjoy this cup of coffee. Like you don't have to like grab it running out the door and like be chugging it on the way to drop the kids off at school. And like, yeah, there will be moments like that as we all like have those moments. And it's not saying that you never can have those moments of like running late or doing whatever, but it's about holding the duality of both of those things, being able to have those rush days, but then being able to come back to the days of honoring the slowness and the beauty in the slow slowness, because it's in the beauty of the slowness where everything becomes more sacred and becomes a ritual. And really a lot of things that we will be doing in the pathway are a lot of embodiment and ritual and just really beautiful things so yeah so top thing would be slow down slow down with everything that you do slow down when you are driving slow down when you are drinking your coffee in the morning slow down when you are eating tap into the senses and the body really um a perfect example like when you are eating or when you are drinking like you know a cup of coffee or latte or whatever your drink of choice is really notice like as you're drinking it or as you're eating something that's like super good like the flavors that are happening in your mouth and just all the senses even when you're on a walk with your kids notice like the sounds of like nature in the background and really tapping back into the body because that is really going to help bring you back into your feminine essence i'm sure you can talk that as well <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's really about intentionality like it's yes there are 
rushed moments. Like obviously, ideally for me, like the cup of coffee is like a big one. It's like, I take that first sip and I'm sitting there. I have both hands on my mug. I have like a nice big, like comfy mug that feels good in the hands. And I'm sitting there. It's cold right now. That's not cool. But, um, you know, sitting there, like just enjoying like the feeling of it in my hands and the smell of it. And then like you take that first sip and it's like a gift to yourself and you feel the warmth and you feel it like going down into your stomach and just like really taking a moment of like, this is a gift to myself. It's so easy to take for granted a cup of coffee. Like, oh my God. Yeah. We have one every day. Like, of course we can take it for granted, but by slowing down and just being like, this is like my moment, even if it's just the first sip, like taking that one sip and just being like, this is for me. Um, and yeah like you said about like being busy and sometimes there isn't time for that and so like letting it flow too right where it's like okay maybe your morning coffee wasn't the most enjoyable thing but maybe if you're grabbing like you know a a starbucks on your way to pick up your kids from school maybe you can sit in the car and just enjoy that first sip like it's about being flexible and adaptable and not making it feel mundane because the second that you decide okay, my cup of coffee is my sacred thing and I'm going to do that every day and blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it becomes a to-do list item. It becomes a task. So it's really about like making sure that you're giving yourself the fluidity and the space to flow. And some mornings, a morning ritual might look like journaling and pulling cards and drinking your coffee and like all the things. And other mornings, it might look like just taking that one sip and getting the fuck out the door because you're late. Like, it it's all welcome and it all happens, but it's really about like, where else can I be intentional when I step outside or when I open my curtains in the morning, is there sunshine? Can I feel it on my face? Like these little moments when we really anchor into those are what have the capacity to change our lives. You know, we love to overcomplicate self-care and, you know, filling your cup and all of these things. And it's like, when the simplest things become an act of self-care and an act of self-love, your entire world changes because it's not some big complicated thing. It's just those little gifts that you can give to yourself throughout the day with sheer intention and nothing else. It doesn't matter if you can't afford a hundred dollars to go get, you know, your nails done and a massage and whatever else. It's like, what are you doing on the daily as a gift to yourself, as a way to honor yourself as a sacred being? And that shifts your frequency like nothing else I have ever experienced. And it's so easy to do. And like, it, it's literally life-changing. That's beautifully, beautifully said. I love that. Yeah, it's a... Uh... So that's, that's the one thing. That's a very drawn out one thing. Uh, If you're watching this, that you could start to implement. Um, But like, there's really so much more and there's so much more in connection and there's so much more in like the deeper work that you do too. And the deeper healing and feeling safe in your body and releasing things from your body and you know, releasing things that you've been carrying on a soul level, patterns that have been playing out for lifetimes in your life and including this present lifetime. Um, So 
this is just literally like the tip of the iceberg. It's like the tip of the tip of the iceberg. It's like we haven't even covered all that you can see yet. Um, but we just wanted to like hop on and just talk about a couple of these topics here and there to really give you a feel for like where we're heading when we say returning to yourself, returning to your sacred being and also being fully present in the human experience and in your human body. Um, this is what we're talking about. This is the shit. Um, so we're going to keep this one short and sweet and close it out here. I think Sam, is there anything else you want to add on? No, I feel really complete. I think that we, you know, covered, um, a beautiful part of, you know, like you said, just the tip of the iceberg. Perfect. Yeah, so if you do desire to join us inside of the pathway, we would love to have you. I've linked it in the description. Um, if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to Samurai. <laughs> uh, and sorry, I'm I'm five. Um, but yeah, I honestly, this work is so sacred and it it changes your entire way of being like it's so deep it's not just a business program it's not just a life program or a relationship program it's really like when you embody this way of being this pathway everything becomes more sacred everything falls into place everything starts to shift and change your relationships all of it so um, if this is like really tugging at you, um, please reach out, have a conversation with one of us, or you can sign up using the link in the description and we will see you inside and we'll talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd take a moment to download a couple episodes and rate the show to help it reach more like-minded leaders. If you love today's discussion and decide to share it, be sure to tag me on Instagram at Radiant Soul Coach to help expand the ripple effect of this podcast.